Good morning and welcome to Tuesday morning, August the 24th in 2021 on Win Our Rise. We're currently in year B, proper week 17 and the 14th Sunday after Pentecost. And on the Tuesdays of the week, we'd like to take a look at the Psalm that's listed for the week. And so we're going to be in Psalm chapter 45, verses 1 through 2, and then verses 6 through 9. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making this part of your morning on Win Our Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and be God together in a time of prayer. Psalm chapter 45, verses 1 through 2, and verses 6 through 9. My heart is stirred by a noble theme as I recite my verses for the king. My tongue is the pen of a skillful writer. You are the most excellent among men, and your lips have been anointed with grace, since God has blessed you forever. Your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. You love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. All of your robes are fragrant with myrrh and aloes and cassia. From palaces adorned with ivory, the music of the strings makes you glad. Daughters of kings are among your honored women. At your right hand is the royal bride in gold of offer. This is the word of God for us. Psalm 45 is traditionally known as a wedding song, so there's a good chance that whoever wrote Psalm 45, um, it was probably directed towards uh, the marriage ceremony of a king. You'll notice that the first several verses, there is this ascribing honor to a earthly king. And then there's a pivot in verse 6 that we got to read today. Your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. And so it turns into all these uh, different theological ideas about God. And then there is a call out to daughters. If you look at verse 10, it says, Listen, daughter, and pay careful attention. Forget your people and your father's house. Let the king be enthralled by your beauty. Honor him, for he is your Lord. So there's a sense that this woman who's being married to the king, she'll like leave her family and she will cling to her husband. And so uh, this is interesting that a psalm like this would land in the Psalter, which is, we would think like the, the, book, the book of Psalms is all about praising God. There's a sense that this, there is praise towards God in this psalm. This psalm is also describing a great mystery about God being present when two people come together. Uh, this has been a subject of debate uh, among the Christian traditions of how do we classify a wedding ceremony, a marriage? Is it uh, a family gathering? That's what some traditions say. Or is it a sacred gathering where worship happens? And so if you go to 100 different weddings over the next 10 or 15 years, you'll get the sense where the, the families that are, you know, having their kids married off, they have the sense that this ceremony is about them and their love towards one another, and they're asking God to bless uh, their marriage as faithful people. And then you get the sense that, no, uh, other couples, their families, they have the sentiment of, we want to honor God's presence among us, uh, that as these two pledge their faith to one another, that God is standing alongside them as they um, ask for his help in their marriage. And so... I just think it's great that in Psalm 45 we get this uh, this interesting of tenor, this different voice of what it means to acknowledge God among us. And so there is a sense that when two people uh, put on their best and they face one another and they repeat vows, 
uh, that they believe there's something true about them and something not true about them at the same time. Uh, the true things about them are that they do have love for this other person. What is untrue about them is that they are fit at that moment and all the things that they promise. And so we have both um, you know, a great agency in a marriage ceremony, and we also have this great confession of a lack. And therefore, we need God uh, to continue to help us with our agency as we make decisions uh, on behalf of one another for one another and as a family together. And then we need God's help because we have great lack in our lives as uh, we continue to try to make make good on the commitments that we have. So um, anyways, I mean, there's just so much to try to dive into here. I think where I'd like to focus on for a time of prayer is just how our commitments have many layers, that we, we commit to a job, uh, we commit to a person, uh, we commit to serving on our kids, uh, in their like brownie troop or as an assistant coach on their flag football team or whatever. And we are committing not just to the people there, but we're also committing to the God of creation that we want to bring our best and his light and his life into all things that we commit to. And so you and I have commitments today. The things that we have in our uh, agenda, either if it's school or work, uh, we, those are things we've committed to, and we're going to bring some sort of an energy. We're going to bring some sort of an attention to those things. And so I pray that as we do so, it would be an act of worship too, that we would ask God to help us, to give us agency and to help us in our lack as we try to be present to all those things in our days. So with all those things in mind, let's spend some time praying together this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I thank you today that when we commit to things, we bring a whole lot more than we bargain for. Uh, I thank you that you give us a chance to belong to groups, to belong to work uh, communities and organizations, to school communities and organizations, to teams, to clubs, uh, to things that are official and things that are unofficial, that people are going to count on us today. I think that's a gift. It seems like a burden, and maybe it is at times, but it certainly is a gift. So God, we understand that we, uh, when we bring ourselves, we bring potential and we just know we are so in tune with who we are. We know that we can bring something to the table, but there's more that we need to bring because we have a lack. We can't bring it all. So we reach out to you, a higher power, a greater being, the one who we put our trust in, the one who gives us grace. And we ask that you would give us grace for all moments today. Uh, there are going to be times we're going to be in a, a pl- perhaps a planning meeting today and uh, the team's going to be stuck. And we're, we're going to need some wisdom. We pray that you'd be the voice of wisdom and reason in that room. God, uh, this is going to be a chance where uh, there's going to be someone in our organization that other people are running down, like that, that are critiquing uh, probably uh, too much over harshly. And we're going to be tempted to join in. And I pray that you give us the grace uh, to see them as a creation of you and so that we would honor that person and honor that moment. Uh, God, we're going to be uh, surprised by something. Uh, we're going to be asked to be included on something that we didn't think that we had the gifts or the strength for. So instead of cowering in the corner, I thank you that you have not given us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power and a love and a sound mind. And so I pray for that power, that love, and that sound mind to govern our steps as we're in those places today. And so God, we hand our day over to you. We pray that you'd set it apart and allow us to experience you in a hundred different ways today. I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.